Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Puck Off. I am your host, Chris Nozick, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Andrew Johnson, who can also be found over on the Short Shift Pod. Andrew, it's been about a week and a half. We have real hockey to talk about, real regular season hockey. How have you enjoyed the first, let's call it, five days of the official season? It's been fun. Um, it's been it's it's great to have it back. It's the best time of the year. Um, outside of the other hockey related things, and playoffs, you know, playoffs, free agency, trade deadline. I mean, it's just it. But the beginning of the season is like a close fifth. <laughs> oh, what, what, what's funny about it, and we're gonna dive into it too, is one game can make a take look so stupid. And then all of a sudden two games later, it's the smartest take in the world. It's Vancouver's great. making the playoffs question mark. Uh, I don't know. That was kind of my trick. I don't, I don't know, but, <laughs> but uh, here's the thing. If we go off of that, then we also have to say the ducks are a better team than the Oilers. <laughs> I buy it. <laughs> Leo Carlson, Leo Carlson's making his debut tomorrow. I buy it. They're, they're, they're loading up. They are loading up and they're going for it. And uh, who would have thought that the worst team in the league would have been the Seattle Kraken? I picked him to miss the playoffs again. To your point, to your point, a take that doesn't look that smart right now is looking real smart because um, they're zero three. The takes are because <laughs> they're zero three. I, yes. I, I want to start out, uh, out, let's start out West, because first of all, if we start out East, we'll get on the Bruins, and this will be a four-hour Bruins show, just because that's how we are. But let's start out on the out on the West, Pacific, right now, you've got the Golden Knights in first place, to your point, the Vancouver Canucks, they are sitting pleasantly in second place, um, and somehow San Jose... As you can sit two games in. Right, well, mo- most teams are three games in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Most teams are three games in. Um, actually, real quick, before we focus on individual um, divisions here, mm-hmm. right now you have the Blues, the Stars, the Avalanche. You have Vegas, New York Islanders, and the Boston Bruins, who have not lost a game. Yep. Who loses first? Isles. I mean, I think they're the most likely to get shut out. <laughs> um, now, the Stars and the Blues have an OT loss. Yeah. Okay. So I don't even think they count. So you could take them. I think you could be able to take they them. They just don't out. have a regulation loss. Yeah. I, I was trying to make just do Just do straight up undefeated. Just do straight up undefeated. Straight up undefeated. Let me sort it by the league. Zero losses. You have the the Islanders, the Bruins, the Avalanche, and the Knights. Islanders. <laughs> Islanders, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this. And I know we're not going to focus on the Bruins, but right mm-hmm. now they are in first place in their division. Are we seeing them at their worst right now? No, um, because... Well, you may be seeing them at their most sloppy right now. They took seven penalties against the Preds the other night. 
Oh, I uh, eight if eight if you count the delayed penalty goal. Um, yeah. <clears throat> they I they're very they're, they are very sloppy right now, but they've been tightening up when they need to, and they've been getting just enough offense. JVR 20 goals. That was a take. And I I don't know if they're at their worst right now. Um, I think if you want to say that they haven't they, they they're at their worst chemistry, I think I could buy that argument because Monty okay. is sort of shuffling the deck a lot, which you know it's better to do it now than game five of the playoffs, Jim. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> um I do have to call you and the short shift guys out for a minute. Okay. Because you guys have how dare you? What? How dare you? I, no, no, no. You'll you'll understand in a minute. You guys all classified Charlie Coyle as a bit of a disappointment so far in the two games. Yeah. I have to vehemently disagree with you, and here's oh, why. Okay. One, when have we ever described Charlie Coyle as a point scorer? Never. Exactly. So for him to not be producing a bunch offensively, I'm not surprised. Would I like to see it? Sure. However, you just mm-hmm. mentioned it. They took seven penalties gave up seven power plays. Let me rephrase it. They took eight. Yeah, there you go. They gave up seven power plays to Nashville and Charlie Coyle was a huge reason why all seven of them were killed off. This Mm -hmm. guy is turning into Thomas Noshik on the PK to another level. Mm -hmm. So I'm not asking him to score. I love, and we're going to dive into the, the, the shuffled lines later. But right. I love him moving down to the third line. I don't want him as a top uh, as a top two center simply because one, I don't think the organization looks at it as lines one, two, and three. Yeah. We've, we've said it before. It was always the Bergeron line, the Krejci line, the Coil line. Well, now right. it's the Bergeron line, the Zaka line, and the Coil line. Mm-hmm. Coil is part of your shutdown. He has taken the shutdown role and almost is redefining it. Because he does have a little bit of offensive threat to him. Way more offensive threat than Thomas Noshik does. Right. But he is a shutdown machine right now. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's disappointing offensively, fine. But what he's giving you... But, 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 do, you, but do, you want, do you want that? Do you... I mean, okay. We can say that it's the Bergeron line. The, or we could say it's the Zaka line. The Coil line. The, the Patra line. Um, and all that, but at the end of the day, it's, it is, you know, you do have to delineate to where your best players are going to play. Your best players are going to slot in your best, best, well, I mean, advantageous positions when when you have, when, when he has more shorthanded time on ice Mm -hmm. than five on five, because you've taken that many penalties, Mm -hmm. I would make the case to say he, it was your best player that night. Okay, I can see that argument. But <clears throat> what you're describing is is basically uh I'm going to kind of I'm going to date myself slightly here, but you're describing uh Sammy Paulson. Uh one of the best defensive pure defensive centers of his of his time that nobody thinks about or talks about these days. So, but so here, here's the thing. If you've got your fourth line Lucic, Beecher, and um, Lauko getting in on the forecheck, wearing teams down. They'll plot a goal here and there, which I don't know where the passing touch for Milan Lucic came from, but I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, passing on a dime. Keep doing it. Um, 
fine. Keep doing, keep doing it. Keep doing it. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Um, you're going to get goals. You have Pasternak. You have Marshan. Poitras is playing out of his mind right now to, to keep and earn his spot. DeBrus can find the back of the net. I get what you're saying when you if you sit there and you say, do you really want your third line center to be that shutdown guy? It fit for no shit because he was on the fourth line. No, no, no. If you want your shutdown center to be the third line, that's perfect. That's not that's the problem though i i think putting him with frederick again will reunite some of that offense that he had last year it's definitely a great it's definitely a great and with a guy like jvr i think jvr was struggling in the top six i think he was Mm -hmm. struggling to keep up i think we were seeing from jvr some of the lag effect that we were expecting (laughs) to see out of milan lucic Mm -hmm. instead Mm -hmm. milan lucic has the extra cup of coffee the extra pep in his step and he's looking great I don't think it'll last for 82 games, but I was going to say I great, great to stretch for me, but he's, he's exceeding expectations compared to what we thought we were going to get. He's exceeding expectations. Yes, exactly. I will, I will cop to that. And I have a feeling that's part of why Brown is still on this roster right now, because they are also sitting there going, how long can Lucic last? How long can mm-hmm. Lucic last? We need someone there so we can slide Lauco on the left and put Brown on the right. If Lucic starts to suck. Mm-hmm. So all the Patrick Brown haters, that, that's probably why. <laughs> that's why he's still here and Heinen is still on a con is still on a PTO. Yeah, so are like so are seven other players right now, which is wild to me. It's not unheard of. I will tell yeah. you this though. If Poitra doesn't make this team after his nine games, Heinen takes his spot with the contract. It's that mm-hmm. easy. And yeah, and I'm I sure know they that. say they're not related. They are to a degree. Right now, because Poitras is on the team, you don't have room for Heinen. Mm-hmm. That's it. If you really wanted Heinen, there are other ways to make the make room for him. And it does sound like Sweeney's working phones. You know, um, a lot of people are trying to ship Grizzly out of town. I'm sure his name has come up. I'm sure Jake DeBrusque's name has come up. I'm sure Linus Allmark and Jeremy Swayman have come up because there are teams out there that would be crazy not to ask. Hell, I'm sure somebody's called and said, what would you take for this Poitra kid? And Sweeney goes, no, click. Connor McDavid, what do you mean, no? <laughs> so, but uh, to our point, and, and we're going to circle back to the Pacific because Vancouver, who's sitting in second place, has given Connor Garland a chance to seek a trade and see if they can help sort and facilitate a trade. Boston 30% retainment. 30% retainment and a defenseman as well is, is part of their ask. First of all, I know a defenseman you're okay with giving him. Yes, but he's, but he's, 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 he has no value around the league. So it's, it, 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 is, it is retainment on him. Yeah, it ain't, it, it is what it is and it ain't what it's not. So, I mean, I, you know who I'm okay with giving away, but it's like, it's, we, we, we gotta, we gotta live in the, we gotta live in the now here. We gotta live in the realistic world. Yeah. Um, Grizzlick, um, if Lori, Lori looked good in the preseason, he didn't look great, and he's kind of getting walked a little bit in the in the AHL to start the year. If Lori had picked up his game a little more, and if Lori has picked up his game a little more in the even in the minors. I would be like, I'd be a little more willing to ship Grizzly. But right now, right now, 
Grizzlick is that is a perfect buffer, even though he's he this is the last I, year of his contract. I wonder if they are considering waiving Forbor, and here's why. They shuffled, they moved Hempus Lindholm up with McAvoy and Grizzly down with Carlo, mm-hmm. which tells me they want to see the McAvoy Lindholm combination. I mm-hmm. wonder if they want to see because they skated Lorai, they stapled Mason Lorai to Brandon Carlo in the preseason. They definitely did. And yes, he has learning and growing pains and everything to go through. But you know what? So does Matt Poitras. He's doing it. So does Johnny Beecher. He's doing it. Mason mm-hmm. Lorai is fully capable of learning on the fly. And I agree he's not at his peak. He's still developing. You would be crazy, though, to sit there and say he couldn't do it if he was paired with a Brandon Carlo. And so if you can stand doing a Lindholm McAvoy Carlo, uh, Lorai, uh, Grizzlick, Shattenkirk, six. Mm-hmm. Then you can also mix and match Grizzlick and McAvoy during the game. You can mix and match Lindholm and Shattenkirk, Lindholm, Carlo. There's a lot there that you can churn over. Mm-hmm. But first, you want to make sure that you can actually get something net positive out of Lindholm, McAvoy. But is a 45-point middle six forward the, the skeleton key here? Oh, and Connor Garland? Yeah. Um, Not for that. I mm. would look at Connor Garland for one purpose and one purpose only. You're moving on from Jacob Ross. Mm-hmm. Connor Garland still has this year and two more at 4.95. He's cost-controlled for the next three years. Jake DeBrusque needs a new deal now. If Jake DeBrusque is asking for six and you're not quite sure you want to give it to him, I know they want a defenseman in return, but I do think you could see the workings of a bigger deal. This this would become what people call as a hockey trade because Boston would be looking to unload Forbort and DeBrusque and Vancouver would need to relinquish another asset on top of Garland. I, if I'm Vancouver, I would look at it and go, if there's nothing else, we'll talk. I think Vancouver has painted themselves into a corner here for a few reasons. They're up against the cap. Um, they are, they do kind of have a bit of a dearth defensively, which, which you could have solved if you had re-signed Ethan Bear. Ethan Bear is a legitimate NHL defenseman, 26 years old, they very couldn't afford, him. couldn't afford, I mean, couldn't afford him, but like you could have found other ways to make the money, make the money work. I mean, why are you signing? Why are you signing a guy like Kyle Burroughs? You know, why are you signing Matt Irwin? You know what I mean? Why are you signing those guys? Jags. Oh. So, I mean, in Vancouver's case, there's a lot that they, they, they do need to move money. And I think I have kind of a, uh, a take. I, I don't know if Connor Garland, is there like an attitude problem with Connor Garland? Because this is now the, this is not, this is the second team that in, he's a 26 years. He's 27. Excuse me. He's 27 years old. Asterisk next to the first one. Was Arizona really a team then? Yeah. Well, they did. They, they, they are, they are, they are, they are in the NHL as a thing. 
<laughs> he they had a thing and a team. Okay. So this is the second time now where a team is trying to push a guy out the door. Now you could say that Connor Garland is sort of in the blast radius of all of this, but like this has been a trade rumor for Connor Garland for even before Vancouver was in cap trouble. This has been a problem for years for Connor Garland. He always seems to be the subject and they always seem to circle back to him. Why is that? I don't know, but I, I won't, I can't really hold Arizona against him simply because at the time Arizona was rumored to be shopping everybody. They still are. Mm-hmm. Like we've heard Nick Schmaltz's name. We we will hear um uh what's his name? Uh Clayton Keller's name, like Corel Vamelka's name will be listed all fucking year. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make mm-hmm. them a problem. Right. It just means no one takes Arizona seriously and look at them as an accelerated farm team. Hmm. That is very true. If you look at the path of Vancouver Canucks ever since Connor Garland got there, they aren't exactly on an upward trajectory. Mm-hmm. They've been at best a flat line, dip down, a slight dip up, and everyone got all excited and they went, oh, no, 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 this is what we were before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So his only <laughs> upward trajectory has gone back to the status quo. So mm-hmm. I can't really fault him if he does want out. He just doesn't seem to fit into the system. Like you look at a guy like Elias Pettersson, JT Miller, like JT Miller's a little bit more physical than Elias Pettersson, but Pettersson is a skill guy. Quinn Hughes is a skill guy. They're not... <laughs> They're not the Milan Lucic's of the world. They're not Jacob Lauco's. Like, yeah, they'll get in on the forecheck and stuff, but they're they're not the it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Connor Garland fits more of a Connor geeky style. Physical, hit the hit him on the forecheck, you know, wear him down physically as opposed to dance around them. He is pretty shifty. So one of the teams that keeps coming up with Garland, though, is the Nashville Predators. They're the ones that I look at and I go, that's a Barry Trotz guy. That's a good fit. That's a real good fit. They need someone like him. And the Bruins, I don't think need someone like him, especially what it's going to cost. But that's why, when it comes, that's why when it comes to the Bruins, I sit there and I go, the only interest I have in Connor Garland is if I'm not looking to re-sign Jake DeBrusque. Mm-hmm. Because... With and I think it was Ian on your show that came out yesterday, today as we record it. I think it was Ian who pointed out that the Bruins, if they get this top six center out of Poitra, all of a sudden we're going to shift focus on the top four wings and go, we've got one right now, we've got two. You've mm-hmm. got Pasternak penciled in forever, you've got Marshan penciled in for now. Mm-hmm. First and of all. What? Is Jake DeBrusque one of those guys? Mm-hmm. And then right now, you're hoping, hoping Frederick, Geeky, JVR, someone takes it over, or mm-hmm. you're hoping Merkulov or Liesel, you know, Toporowski, mm-hmm. you're hoping one of those guys can catch fire and make it and push. That's not exactly fantastic. Mm-hmm. 
my question to you, obviously everything else aside, if you're in the Bruins organization, you look at it and you go, you mean we can do a fourth round pick and Lou Toporowski and get Connor Garland for three years at 4.95? We can put him in our top six for that. It's a bigger deal than that because you it, you can't offer a prospect and a pick and fit Connor Garland. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what, I mean, what is a huge uptick in three team deals, and Connor Garland to Boston screams three team deal. Right. But now, what about Nashville? That's the thing. Nashville needs a scorer. They. <laughs> We saw the other day firsthand when they played the Bruins. They can't score. Ian asked on the show who exactly is scoring for the uh, Predators. And apparently it's Colton Sessions. Um, but if that's the answer, you're asking the wrong question. Um, they have they have a goal differential of minus five in four games. Yeah. They have allowed UC Soros has allowed 14 goals in four games. Yeah, he he's already he's already getting worked to the bone, and we're not even five games in. One, that's not on him. Yeah, and two, you can't win games that way. There's a reason why everybody in the central is above him. Sorry, Dylan. Shout out Dylan, my old co-host, huge Nashville Preds fan. Mm-hmm. But you asked who's scoring goals for him, fucking nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> so. Connor Garland is a good fit for him. He would help. They are missing Matt Duchesne right now. Mm-hmm. Which Dallas all that much? Which I mean, buy buyout the, the the fucking buyout. They bought him out. <laughs> I know. So looking at the central, like I said, mm-hmm. Nashville's dead last. Then you've got Arizona above them, just barely edged out by the Winnipeg Jets. I I hmm. Winnipeg Jets since we last talked extended. Mark Shifley and Connor Hellebuck. Mm-hmm. Does that help him this year in your mind? The, the dual eight-year extensions. Um, honestly, and you're gonna you're gonna hate this. You're gonna you're gonna hate this. I think it extends Shovel Day. No, I think you're right. I think it did. Yeah, um, it ex- it extends Shovel Day off because it's clear because it's clear. Ownership gave him a directive. He followed that directive. And the ownership said, good job. Here's probably an extension somewhere. Oh, God, no. Please don't extend him. At least don't extend him. Honestly, though, I would put Rick Bonus on one of the hottest coaches' hot seats right now. Because this extension, while it may have saved Kevin Day off, I think it put Rick Bonus under fire. Well, what did Bonus say um, during the playoffs? What was a, a, a direct... It was a direct shot at the at the leadership core, which is why Blake Wheeler's gone. What did he say? What did he say after exactly game said. four? Game no, no. It was after they got eliminated by the by the Vegas Golden Knights. I, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it, I know he meant he was talking about how they didn't play tough. There wasn't enough fight back. Two words. You know. Two words that may have that may, that may have fucked him ultimately. Which ones? No pushback. Would it have fucked Rick Bonus or fucked the team? Fucked Rick Bonus. Because who is supposed to get this get this team going? If there's no pushback and when your back is against the wall in the playoffs, you are dead man walking. Well, and I on one hand, I respect the hell out of bonus for going to the media and being like, 
There was absolutely nothing here. But you also shoot your own dick off by telling the media, my team, I'm gonna, I'm gonna preparing, has no pushback. I, I'm actually going to completely counter that. I think for him, it may actually extend his life and do the exact opposite because last year was his first year with the team. So what he's coming in and saying is he's he's making that announcement and saying the problem is the players. And wow. then what what did he do? He worked with Shevel Dayoff to get rid of the leadership core and keep certain play like Connor Hellebuck, you know, busts his ass, works his ass off. Yeah. The guy's a Vesna candidate every year. Right. He's not going out there and dogging it because they're down by one. Mm -hmm. He's someone that you want in the leadership core. Blake Wheeler, on the other hand, I mean, what has he been doing for the New York Rangers? Not much. He's along for the ride. Mm -hmm. he, I mean, if that wasn't, you know, uh, indicative just based on the fact that he signed with the Rangers, he what role did he play with the Bruins in 2011? Not much. Nothing. He, yeah. made one, he made one good play in the playoffs when he stopped the puck with his hand. That was Michael Ryder. Was it Ryder? I thought it was Wheeler. Wheeler was gone. That oh, was that's right. They trade. traded him at the deadline. He was he was <laughs> he was the Pie trade, right? No, he was the he was the Peverly trade, not the Pie trade. Peverly Pie okay. was already on the team before that. I, I it don't. Was Peverly, it was Peverly and uh, Boris Valabek. Unfortunately, it was ten years ago. My point being is, Rick Bonus came out to your point, and he said the problem are the players. Mm -hmm. that's where this starts. This problem starts in the locker room. I can only do so much if the players aren't doing their part. They shipped a few of the players out, and now he gets to sit there and go, see, we're fixing the problem. But what he gets to say to ownership is, I don't know how far this goes. Shifley, not part of the problem. Hellebuck, not part of the problem. Kyle Connor, I don't think he's part of the problem. I need some time to assess. Pierre Luc Dubois, part of the problem. Shipped him out. Yep. So Blake now, Wheeler, part of the problem. If he, yeah. So they they cut bait with him. Mm -hmm. So, look, Kevin Sheveldayoff should have been fired a long time ago. That doesn't oh, yeah. mean he can't work on a rebuild right now. They they've made their mind up. So mm -hmm. he might as well work with Rick Bonus to figure out where the roots of these problems are mm -hmm. and try to solve them. I mean, there's a reason why he gave Adam Lowry the captaincy this year after stripping it last year, Rick bonus came in and he knew players were the problem. That's why mm -hmm. he stripped the captaincy. That yeah. should have told you something right there. Well, it's why Blake Wheeler signed Blake Wheeler, who was still a, a semi-productive NHL player, signed for 800K. Exactly. Yeah. I I think things are only going to continue to get worse for the Jets this year. Mm -hmm. I think they can work on turning it around, but I think they're going to end up selling off another big piece. Maybe it's Nikolai Ellers because they realize that he's got God, this year and cool. next year. He's so underrated. I want him I to go agree. to a team that he, that I want him to go to a team where he could be a firm top six guy and not be dicked around all the time. Hundred percent. He's got a ten team no trade list this year, mm -hmm. so a third of the league can take him on 
mm-hmm. they can fit six million dollars. Right. He is someone I could see them. I, Alex Iafalo is someone else I could see them selling off. These guys are on short term. Even though they just got him. I know, but it would extend out the PLD trade tree. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of on point with the Winnipeg Jets. Mm-hmm. Neil Pionk on the back end. People want defense. I don't think Nate Schmidt would be on the way out. I think he has a little bit more to the leadership core. They would want to keep someone like that, but his name could come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brendan Dillon at 32 years old, just under four mil. He's a great trade chip. Oh yeah. Brandon, D- Brandon Dillon's like, you know, if they're selling off, he's going to be one of the first pieces that goes. I, I just, I think they're on the downward trajectory right now, mm-hmm. looking to bounce back next year because they're also in a position where they've started behind the eight ball quite a bit and they've won one of their first three games. And they have a minus four goal differential. In three games, they've scored 10 goals. They've mm-hmm. given up 14. Mm-hmm. Scoring is up around the league. It is, 100%. Mm-hmm. But that's not a differential that works in their favor when you have Connor Hellebuck. Mm-hmm. So I think they will eventually take their fate and fall down further. Um. That would be better for the long term, long term health of the franchise. 100%. If they go on a run, if Connor Hellebuck gets hot and they go on a run or something, would that just be? Would that be worse long term? It would be. Um, how hot is the run though? If they go off and they rip off a fourteen game win streak, and now all of a sudden they're in second place in their division, only behind the Colorado Avalanche. Well, now you're you're talking about a whole different situation. I don't see. I see win win one out of every three games as a pattern for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about more like make the second round of the playoffs and get, get eliminated, like exceeding expectations like that. That's going to hurt them in the long run. What? That's going to hurt them in the long run. Yeah, no, that's kind of what I mean. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, we, we briefly touched on Seattle in the Pacific. They're they bad. are only worse they're than bad. San Jose because they've played one extra game and lost it. God, they're bad. Seattle's bad, man. Like that goaltending. They, they got had rid of the, they, they got rid of the savior and got worse. <laughs> I'm actually gonna check because I don't think they have gone to Joey Decord yet. Has it just been Grubauer? I believe so. Oh no. So I I actually I I took in one of my my leagues, I took Joey Decord because I know at some point they're going to go to him. I just don't know when. Uh, Joey, no, no, Joey Decord has one game. Uh, he is 0 and 1, but his save percentage is 96% goals against 0.92. Overtime loss. <laughs> that was him. Yep. Mm-hmm. They are okay. That's fine because they are going to learn that he is the guy they need to turn to in that. Mm-hmm. But will they learn to, will they learn too late is the question. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Possibly right now. Do you know who your goals against average leader is? And I, I... leader. Yeah. Huh? Leader. Yes. I don't know who he has a shutout. It's James Reimer. <sighs> one game, one shutout. <laughs> Well, uh, that's, uh, 
That's good for him. For I the guess. second place, Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> the second place. I believe they just won their game um, against Pittsburgh in overtime. Uh, it's funny. The top five right now in uh, goals against average are Reimer, Decord, Bennington, Thompson, and Allmark. Mm-hmm. The only one who's played two games is Jordan Bennington. Jordan, B- oh fucking Jordan Bennington. <laughs> uh, but like, that's my whole point. In two or three games, you can't. You, you, like, I there are certain teams. So like, let let's start with the Pacific. All right. right. Yeah. Sure. One, one through eight: Vegas, Vancouver, L.A., Calgary, Anaheim, Edmonton, San Jose, Seattle. That's not going to stick. We all know that. Yeah. I feel pretty confident, though, to sit there and say Vegas in the one spot. That will stay there for a while. Mm -hmm. And honestly, they may not bump down to second at all. Wire to wire. Right. They they could be bell to bell number one in the Pacific. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Do I think water will find its level? Edmonton will come up always a little does. bit. The Ducks always will go down does. a little bit. Mm-hmm. What's that? I said always does. Water right. always finds its level. So my question, well, here's my question. If you're Edmonton, how worried are you? Because you are in sixth right now. You are behind Anaheim, Calgary, LA, and Vancouver. So if I'm Edmonton, I'm having a lot of trouble being worried at being three games into the season. Worried like overall because I have Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. I have two of the three best players in the world. But right now, right now, I'm Ken Holland. I've turned into Ken Holland for a moment. Pretend I'm a 70-year-old hockey executive. And I just watched my starting goaltender, Stuart Skinner, Say after giving up four goals on 16 shots, that you know, I think I played pretty good. Minus the goals I gave up. Minus the goals I gave up. <laughs> now, now on on short shift, I called this Skinner math, and it's a play on Steiner math. And if you don't know what Steiner math is, look it up. It's fucking hilarious. But long story short. I'm looking at that. I'm looking at something like that and I'm going, Oh no, there is no, there is, there is, there is no confidence in net right now on this team. No. And that's going to sink us. So if I'm Ken Holland, I am pounding the phones right now, right now. Who are you calling? And don't say ghostbusters because they don't have a goalie. So I don't know how Arizona I don't know how Arizona views their team but I am blowing up Bill Armstrong right now. Yeah, and I'm going I'm going we kind of have a, we kind of have a, a glut of Fords right now. You kind of have a dearth of Fords. You need people to play with Cooley. What do you got for Kvalmelka? We'll give you Campbell as a, we'll, we'll give you Campbell as a salary dump. Keep to the floor. Yeah, someone like someone like Jack Campbell may excel in a place like Arizona. So, and Arizona's got plenty of cap space. So right now, if I'm if I'm Ken Holland, I'm like, you're gonna need help to get to the cap floor uh, for maybe another year. We need goaltending help. Vamilka and Skinner could be a hell of a tandem. Yeah, I think Skinner's 
more part of the problem than he is the solution. I, I know. I think if you were to call a team like Arizona, Skinner would have to go the other way because they would want someone who's younger than what they're giving up. And I think mm-hmm. Karel Vimelka and Skinner are much closer in age. I think Skinner's 24 and Vimelka's 25 or something like that. Um, right now, Nashville's in the basement, though. I would be reaching out to Nashville, seeing what the price is for Soros, seeing what the price is for Askarov. Mm-hmm. I would be reaching out. Would Askarov be in the NHL right now? I mean, I would probably put Askarov in over both Campbell and Skinner. <laughs> um, Skinner math. I, I hate You're to right. Say Skinner that. is 24. I hate to say this though. I would also call St. Louis. I I I see oh the look on your face. But here's the thing. God. Here's the thing. No, hang on, Chris. Hang on. I gotta that, that that's gonna take me a sec. Can you imagine Jordan Bennington in that pressure cooker? But here's the thing. Not the pressure cooker right now. He's done it before. He has something that both Skinner and Campbell don't. And that's the ability to say, I'm on the cup. Now, do I think it would work? No. But that's I think an entirely different. But I, okay, so I think St. Louis might take that call, though. I get I, I definitely get where you're coming from. And it's 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 not as wild as I originally thought. But that's a that's a that's a different situation, and and I know it's a cup. I know it's a cup. But that St. Louis team, uh, that St. Louis team, stopped having expectations in January, and they played with house money, and they played oh, with house sure. money onto a cup for sure. Another having, oh, hot take. Another team I would pick up the phone and call if I were him, Washington. Well, what's let, let me, ever gonna cost me? Well, let me finish. Let me finish my uh, my Bennington take. Going to a cup on house money with no pressure. It's just play and they succeeded in that way. And that's great. And that's wonderful. Good for them. Jordan Bennington is a fragile piss baby. If he came to a place with expectations like an Edmonton Oilers on and tried to extrapolate a cup run out of that, that might blow up worse than Skinner. Oh yeah. Now, but here's the thing. One thing that Edmonton has proven to do is go and get the wrong guy. <laughs> How so many Washington, people are clamoring, don't sign Jack Campbell? Go mm-hmm. sign Marc-Andre Fleury. And what no. they do, they went and got the can of soup. Yeah, they went and got the can of soup instead of the flour. Now, I will say this. But Washington, right? are you, you calling for Kemper? I would call for Kemper. Because... Mm-hmm. Isn't he the one who led Colorado? He dilfered Colorado. He didn't make any mistakes. That might be the kind of goalie they need, though. Exactly my point. Yep. Yep. Exactly my point. Now, here's the other thing, though. They can also call within the division because in about a week and a half, they're going to probably flip-flop with the Anaheim Ducks. (laughs) And John Gibson, I think, could be had. It's a long shot. Well, that's when the rebuild can truly start. Um, and when they, when they, when they not truly start, but you know what I mean? That's when it's really in earnest when they, Chip Gibson, another one again, water will find its ground. 
Chicago's going to come down. But my God, pick up the phone and see what Peter Morozik will cost you. He's played well. Soderblom has played very well, but I think so- they will get him. Soderblom's been stellar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's been outstanding. Yeah. Well, that water find its level, though, like you said. Well, here's the thing. Like, I look at uh, Soderblom the same way I look at, uh, what's his face, Dostal in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. He's the guy they want, but they're not ready for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. like, we haven't even we haven't even really looked. I mean, you could pick up the phone and call Philly and see if they can get Carter Hart. But again, what's Carter Hart done lately that makes you sit there and go, that's the right guy? Mm-hmm. Fucking nothing. Right now, it's keep your head above water on a bad team. Right. If you're looking, right. here's the thing. Like, everybody's going to talk about Boston. I don't see Boston dealing a goaltender, at least until the trade deadline, at a minimum. Yeah. Because they don't have to. That's only if they're bad. That's only if they're bad. Right. They don't have to. I I said a week and a half ago when we were doing our predictions, I think Boston's going to win this division. Mm -hmm. And right now, based on everything else I've seen within the division, I'm not budging off of that. Mm Mm-hmm. I know everybody likes the Toronto Maple Leafs. Guess what? Their goaltending still blows. Their goal. It's it's uh. It's not, their goal, it's not just that their goaltending blows. It, it yeah. There you go. There you go. You touched on it. Their goaltending is a is a issue. Their goal. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make a distinction with a little slight difference. Their goaltending is an issue. Their defense is a problem. So you have an atrocity on defense. And yeah. it does not help your subpar goaltending. It makes it correct. Work. Correct. They when you have they a both guy like John Klingberg getting murdered in top four minutes. Murdered. That's a defensive unit that I think Derek Forbert could actually help. <laughs> That's how bad it is. Oh boy. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Oh my god. Tell me I'm wrong. How would Derek Forward help that defensive unit besides, you know, probably hit somebody. Like, probably insert him on the penalty kill and it would get better. To be he, he would hit somebody. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And the, puck, well, the puck would hit him. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the biggest problem that I've heard about uh, that, that I've heard and, and kind of seen, cause I've watched a little bit of a little bit of the game so far is that when it comes to the front of the net, they don't have anybody to clear it out they have a lot of mobile puck moving defensemen and even the defensive defensemen don't have size or heft to be able to clear the crease so teams are just waltzing in the first three games for toronto five four four that's their goals given up i I, i'm gonna list off some teams real quick and i Mm -hmm. want you to tell me what they all have in common Okay. The Boston Bruins. Yep. Carolina Hurricane. Mm-hmm. The New York Islanders. Mm-hmm. The Colorado Avalanche. And the Vegas Golden Knights. All less than a million under the cap. No. Well, I mean, they might, but they, there's something else they all have in common. That is. First of all, they all have a points percentage of 0.75 or higher. Mm hmm. Okay. We also all have consistent goaltending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I get it. 
Vegas, we sit there and we kind of go, eh. But you know what? Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson, that's their tandem now. Not bad. They figured it out last year. That's their tandem. Yeah, yeah. they have they have uh what's his name uh Robin Laner on he's the first, I, I'm pretty sure I, I don't know if he's ever gonna play again. I don't I think I, he's kind of persona non grata. I think he's done. So he's not part of the tandem anymore. Yeah, right. Colorado, Alexander Gorgiev, he has done the most Trent Dilfer thing ever. Gone in there and not fucked it up and just played his game. Led the league in wins last year. <laughs> right. But what he's doing is he's not fucking it up with the team in front of him. He's saying, you guys are everything we need to win a cup when you're healthy. I won't let in shitty goals that make me bang my, your head against the wall and go, you should have had it. So uh, I, I, I guess um, the, the, the biggest takeaway to this is uh, Alexander Georgiev is actually Russian for Darcy Kemper. I mean, that's what Darcy Kemper did when they won the cup. Yeah. Don't fuck up. Okay. Don't fuck it up. Proceeds to not fuck up. Here, right. here's your cup. Carolina. Uh, some somehow Anderson Ranta, they just called up Kochekov because one of the other two got hurt, but all three of them don't fuck it up. Mm -hmm. Like, will they steal you a game here and there? Absolutely. Yeah. Every goaltender will steal you a game here and there. We just saw Mackenzie Blackwood made 51 fucking saves in a game. First of all, they still lost, but they still gave up six. <laughs> but he made 51 saves in the game. You yeah. cannot put that loss on Mackenzie Blackwood. At one point of that game, by the way, just as an aside, one point of that game, by the way, it was tied at one and the Sharks were being outshot 23 to two. By the way, another interdivision call that Holland can make for a goaltender. <laughs> Mackenzie Blackwood? I mean, the guy just made 51 saves. I mean, Cam Cameron Skinner giving up 51 goals. Ben Scrivens made, had a game of like 57 saves one time, and that was like one game. I mean, right. every Mackenzie NHL goalie once in a while will, will go off. The biggest, what was Mackenzie Blackwood's biggest issue in New Jersey, though? Consistency. Stay healthy. Oh, that too. <laughs> Consistency came from not being healthy. Yeah. So if he's finally healthy again and he's going to play like that, fuck yeah, he can help Edmonton win a cup. And mm -hmm. you know what? It, keeping him in San Jose is only going to hurt you. Yeah. So you might as well give him up, especially to a division rival who you're going to see over and over and over again. Who can help mm -hmm. you get to that first overall pick? Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. So, so I guess Kapokokkanen and the Kapokok the Kapokokkanen is going to be the, the the tank driver here if you're San Jose. I mean, it, it's it's kind of the same thing as Anaheim giving up on Gibson. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I, I think Dostal's better than Gibson at this point, but. Gibson's if he's on a good team, he could help. Mm -hmm. It it I would rather see Gibson. I'd rather see Gibson if I'm a neutral fan. I'd rather see Gibson go to Anaheim. Anaheim, Jesus Christ. I'd rather see Gibson go to Anaheim because he's been missing for two years. I'd rather see Gibson go to Edmonton. <laughs> he's just on uh, milk cartons out there. Have you seen this? Wait a minute. Who have we been playing in goal? <laughs> Anthony Stolars. <laughs> Anthony Stolars, yeah. Change Wait, jersey. who's the guy who signed in Florida? <laughs> Nobody oh. knows. Nobody knows. I mean, if they really want to go off the map, they can call the Florida Panthers and see if they'll Spencer ship their night. Bobrovsky. But Spencer Knight. Uh, I I think they're more likely to get Sergey Bobrovsky with money retained. 
It's going to have to be a lot of money retained, bud. <laughs> There's still two years left on that deal. I know, that's the worst If part. it was an expiring contract, I'd entertain it. But it's not. It's what, three this year and two more? I believe so. It's it's two or three years. Hang on, this might be a job for cap friendly. If you... We, we know Connor Garland's going out. No, that, that, that's uh, Vancouver. Um, if you can include, I mean, that would be a three-team deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Connor Garland's gone. Like, like the, there was a report today that they wanted, they wanted to get it done now. Good, Connor Garland would be a good Florida Panther, though. I think Playing with a guy like Kachuk. I mean, again? I said playing with a guy like Kachuk. Yeah. Speaking of Kachuk. Ottawa Senators, third place. Year f- oh, by the way, Bobrovsky, year five of seven. So he's got this year, ne- he's got this year, and then two more. Ouch. Mm-hmm. Woof. If it oh, was an expi- if it was an expiry year, I'd be like, I, if I'm Ken Holland, if it was an expiry year, thirty five years old, Sergey Bobrovsky, known to turn it on in the playoffs, I'd be like, you know what? Well, that's the thing. You don't need a goaltender for the regular season, which is where Bobrovsky sucks. You need good enough goaltending to get you into the playoffs. Then mm-hmm. you have Sergey Bobrovsky turn it on because he's not overworked. So if you do Skinner and Bobrovsky, you get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. What do you do? What do you do when you get there, though? Bobrovsky. Because no, no, well, you, yeah, well, here's the thing: you do what Florida did. You start with Skinner, and then you turn to Bobrovsky. <laughs> uh, no. By the way, Ottawa. Wipe the floor with Washington six to one tonight. Washington, Washington might be bad. Might be. We Washington, I said, I, 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 just saying, I said it. Washington, Washington was going to suck. I mean, I think I agreed with you, but yeah, you had them in the mushy middle. I had them at the bottom. Yeah, I did. I did have them in the mushy middle, but they may they they, they may be just mush. Speaking of mushy middle, are you worried about the New Jersey Devils? They are in sixth place right now. I think Lindy Ruff is kind of overreacting a little bit. He benched Timo Meyer. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, I get it. I get what he's doing. Like, okay, I, I'm of two minds of this, actually. On the one hand, I get what he's doing. You want to establish what you're doing. You want to establish, be like, hey, you know what? No, no passengers, blah, 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 blah. If you're a star, there's not going to be no preferential treatment. On the other hand, they were down one. And you have Timo Myers stuck to the bench. Yeah. But here's the thing. Now's the time to send that message. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there it is. Yep. That's the thing. Now's the time to send the message. Um, the Rangers haven't looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Igor might have to end up playing 70 games. Yeah. And then he's going to be burnt for the playoffs. Yep. I hmm. it it's hard with some teams. By the way, some teams having literally played four games, double other teams. Mm-hmm. Like, can we do better at the schedule, please? No. Like, I don't want to berate that. Um, but can we please just do better? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Can you can you really sit here and say the Ducks are a better team? Than the Kraken and the Sharks, and they're as good as 
Let me list off the teams. The Capitals, the Oilers, the Panthers, the Jets, the Jackets, the Sabres, the Coyotes, the Predators. Because all of those teams have two points. Mm -hmm. I think talking about standings right now is a little out of pocket. (laughs) But like... But I get what you're saying. Like we're gonna we're gonna be a lot of these teams are gonna be riding the first ten games. The first t- Harry Sinden always said that you that, that the only way to properly evaluate your team is to evaluate them in ten game chunks. But the first ten games, not the proper way, not the proper time. I uh, here's a here's a list of teams, and I want to know if you can tell me what they all have in common. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seattle, San Jose, Nashville, Tampa, Winnipeg, Columbus, Buffalo, Montreal, Washington, Edmonton, Florida, Calgary, New Jersey, and Arizona. Do you know what they all have in common? They've already lost multiple games. A negative goal differential. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that is what I think is going to do a lot of these teams in. Because Mm -hmm. most of them in here... Goals for Seattle, four games, three goals for. Woof. They've given up 13 goals. That's not going to do it. Wait, three to 13? They have a minus 10 goal differential. That's with a 2-1 overtime loss. Peppered in there. Yeah. Oh, no. Right. So, (sighs) Seattle has to hit a real hot streak to fix this. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's where I sit there, and your question is 100% valid. Will they turn to Joey Decord soon enough? Mm-hmm. Well, you're for that 5.9 million that Philip Grubauer is making. Will that be screaming louder than it should? You're four games in. How many yeah. more games do you give Grubauer before you see what Decord can do on a consistent basis? Mm hmm. San Jose's minus seven goal differential. They know they're going to suck. I'm not that worried about it. They're, they, they're supposed to. Neither play. are they. They're, play, they're already playing out the string. They're they're doing what they should. They're losing. No. no. Uh, Nashville minus five. I'd be a little worried. Mostly because you have UC Soros in goal. And you can't score worth a shit. Colton Sissions, 30 goal score, baby. <laughs> Uh, Tampa Bay is a minus four. You're not used to seeing them in the minus category. Man, that road trip was bad. They they scored 13 goals, though. Mm-hmm. They should be winning some of these games. They are one and two. They are mm-hmm. one, two, and one. Three points in four games. Mm-hmm. They should be worried with Vasilevsky out for another month and a half plus. They have had, but they, here's the thing. At what point do you say that this is blowing their own toes off? Because they had an opportunity to get a st- actual stopgap solutions in goal. They have. Keith Kincaid just passed through waivers. How? How? Fucking how? How do you let that pass? Because fuck them kids. <laughs> Your goalie tandem right now, right now, is Jonas Johansson. Who hasn't looked terrible. He hasn't been good, though. No, 
No, but it, I know we're splitting hairs to say he hasn't looked terrible, but still. And 29-year-old AHL journeyman who was a 2012 draft pick. Somebody Matt else. Tom, Matt Tompkins. That's your that's your backup. Speaking of which, did you see the game he started the other night? Yeah. Wasn't great there either. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying when I watched him, when the puck was behind his net, when the puck Are was you talking about Tompkins? Home, Tompkins? Tompkins, yeah. Yeah, okay. He looked nervous as fuck. First game. <laughs> You're on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, yeah. You have Steven Stan. Well, he was hurt, but you have Nikita Kucherov in front of you, Victor Hedman, Mikhail Sergachev. You have mm-hmm. some of the best players in the league in front of you. Mm-hmm. We, we talked about it with Alexander Gorgiev. Just don't fuck it up. <laughs> and you should be fine. Mm-hmm. But he looks so nervous in net. How do you throw the kid back? How do you not? Like, even if you want to go with the tandem, how do you mm-hmm. not take a guy like Keith Kincaid just to add him to your organization and go, we now have a veteran. It's unreal. It's unreal. That's unreal. Honestly, yeah. for Julian Brisewald, that's a fireable offense. Julian fucking Brisewald. Like, this, this... Go, go write another fucking three-page book report about how you don't want to do a part of your job. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, it was all Iserman. Oh man, those cups, those cups he won, those are Iserman's. Like I, it. The more moves he makes or doesn't make, he. There's an there's an there's an arrogance about him, isn't there? Yes, and and he's not wrong to sit there and say we want to open this window up as long as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. He's not wrong for that, Mm -hmm. but he's not doing it the right way. How do you not, like, under that thought process, you lose Andre Vasilevsky, the best goaltender in the in the world, to some. Mm-hmm. Soros mm-hmm. is up there. Sorokin is up there. Yeah. This isn't about that. That's a discussion where you're, it's going to be hard to be wrong, considering. Right. Yeah. You lose him for two months, and you do nothing to replace him. Johansson and Tompkins? Johansson wasn't a replacement. He was your number two. He yeah. was the guy that you signed in case this happened. Which, what? <laughs> like, he was the guy that you brought in to play 20 games so that Vasilevsky didn't have to play against, you know, San Jose and Anaheim and Arizona, and you could still win those games. Do you call Brian Elliott and be like, hey, sorry, we cut you? Didn't he retire? I know. I, I think he's still technically a free agent. Hang on. I thought he retired. He might have. He might have. You might be right. I know, but... I know Thomas Grice retired. Nope, he is not retired. Okay. They just didn't resign him. They just didn't I, resign him. I think he wanted too much. They couldn't fit him under the cap. But here's the thing. You've Craig got... Anderson, get him out of retirement. Well, how do you not get a guy like, like, again, even if you claim Keith Kincaid off of waivers, you can sit there and go, I tried something. I tried something that wasn't a journeyman with a goal with a save percentage of under 80%. <laughs> like it An did NHL it work? Journeyman. 
Yeah. Like, did it oh work? No. No. But I tried it. Like, and, and, and there's there's teams that are keeping three goaltenders because of you. <laughs> Think about it. Mm-hmm. Buffalo is carrying three goaltenders mm-hmm. because they don't want to lose Ukapekalukanen. Yeah. They don't want to lose Eric Comrie. Comrie would be an upgrade. What the hell? Like that's my point. You've yeah. got Buffalo who's sitting in dead last in their division, which is another conversation. Yeah. Here's the thing. They're not scoring either. Yeah. That's why yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean that that'll 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 start up again for sure. But Buffalo has six goals in three games. Yeah. They've given up ten. Like that's the type of that's what you're gonna get out of a rookie Devin Levi right now to start. He's gonna start slow. Yeah. I was never saying Buffalo was gonna win the cup. They're gonna get better. This is a young team that's still figuring their shit out. And you know what? Right now they're middle of the pack in the NHL. You know, like Mm -hmm. they're not the worst team in the Eastern Conference. Right now they are on paper. They are also tied with Florida. Mm-hmm. So are you going to tell me Florida's that bad too? Because a lot of people had Florida going back deep in playoff run. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing separating them is one goal. Mm-hmm. But, uh, man, they are they are missing Montour and Eggblad right now. I told you they would. Yeah. So, I... Hmm. We we are gonna have to cut over to our uh to our new sponsor, which we've neglected to, to mention um the, the new announcement for the show. Our show has joined your show, Short Shift. Mm-hmm. Yep, with the hockey podcast network. Hockey and Podcast you- Network, I am in your fucking walls. Oh, don't say that. That sounds wrong. I'm in your walls, man. <laughs> but you know what that means? That I'm in their walls. <laughs> I meant that I'm in DraftKings walls. We are in DraftKings walls. <laughs> we are in DraftKings walls. Yeah. And that means we have to toss it over to the folks over at DraftKings because the bills got to get paid. Now, let's keep the lights on, shall we? Well, the lights don't have to be on. We just need the computers to stay on. <laughs> Fair point. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Like the Pats, plus 350. Get on it. (laughs) Maybe. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 
Uh, in Connecticut, help is available for gambling. Call 888-789-7777. That's four sevens. Uh, visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly, of course. Andrew, looking at you on that one. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensed partner, Gold Nugget Lake Charles, Los Angeles, uh, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to the hockey talk, if you want to call it that. Uh, hey, Andrew, did you know Connor Bedard played hockey? Shut up. <laughs> Don't tell me that. Tell the NHL Network that. This poor kid, like, first of all, the, the tour was written for him. But are, are you worried based on what you've seen as far as him not scoring goals? Because I think the only one he has is still that wraparound in from Boston. Um, He's currently leading the league in, in negative expected goals, which in uh, analytics he has one he he leads with negative two point one, which means he should have three. Um, the goals will come. Uh, the goals will come. The assists will come. Uh, he has had four solid, to good, um, solid to good games. He's been twenty minutes plus on the ice every night. I'm not worried about him. And it seems like he has a good head on his shoulders. He had an interview after the uh, Montreal game where they yeah. asked him, uh, how did, how did you feel about being one interview? What? This kid has done interviews every second of every day. For real. But the post-game interview against Montreal said, how did you feel about Montreal booing you? And he's like, honestly, I fucking love it. I'm paraphrasing. He didn't say the yeah, F word. No. But he's got, a good, he's got a good head on his shoulders. But. I'm not worried about his well-being about this. I think I think he's I think he's got the makeup for it. I what I'm worried about, what I'm I worried think about. He was well coached for what was coming his way. Yeah. He's been coached for this since he was like 13 years old. And 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 you know what though? I love Did you see the interview that was done with Taylor Hall when they asked him about Bedard and handling the interviews? Man, I love I love Halsey. Uh it's a little much. <laughs> um, I was just like, yeah, he's handling it well, but you know, maybe back the fuck off. Yeah, right. Like, that's essentially what he said. He's like, yeah, you no, guys uh, are overdoing it, but he's handling it better than you guys expect him to. And Thomas made an excellent point on short trip where he said, if he said that out loud, you know that he sat Bedard down and was like, Hey, how you feeling kid? Oh yeah. Yeah. You you know he got in a room with Felino and with Corey Perry and you know they sat Bedard down and they went vented out. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. And he's like, and and you can just see him walking around the locker room after you know late hours. Fucking get the cameras out of my fucking face! I just want to go take a piss. Let me go get my food. Get the and they're just like, yep, let it out. <laughs> yep. yep. Do you want a beer? Oh wait, no, you can't. Oh, no, we're in Canada. You can drink. Oh, yeah, that was okay. <laughs> um, just, I mean, it's, we get on the NHL all the time for not marketing their stars, but it's just, there is no reason for this to be the other extreme. Find the middle ground. And by the way, by the way, um, you have other players. <laughs> 
I, oh my God. Okay. So kind of forgotten in all this was during the Bruins game, they showed uh, Bedard taking his rookie lap. It was d- during the pregame, during the pregame. Um, no, it wasn't during the Bruins game. I'm sorry. It was during the Pittsburgh game. They yeah. had Bedard's like, oh, here's Connor Bedard taking his rookie lap. Da, 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 da. And um, I think it was uh, Liam McHugh. No, not Liam McHugh. It was um, who, who? Steve Levy. Was like, hey, there's a there. There's actually another rookie making his debut today, Kevin yeah. Korczynski on defense, and the, the the broadcast team straight up was like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, <No>. oh, <laughs> like, where's the camera following Leo Carlson around? You know what? Yeah, where's right. the one following Logan Cooley around? And I get it. He's a generational talent. I understand that. I understand that. But Logan Cooley was the best on the planet. He was the best prospect in the world. Oh my God. He's, he's, he he is very good, but come on, come on, come on. It's too much. (laughs) So here's a question for you. Could Chicago actually be better than we thought? Everybody penciled them in for dead last. They are two and two right now, and they've played some pretty good teams and looked good doing it. Mm-hmm. That is why I asked the question. They've scored 11 goals in four games. Soderblom looks real fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like, real solid. One, I, I think-, think he'll take over the starting job. Two, yeah. If he does take over the starting job and they keep playing this way, oh dear God, he could win the Vesna. Take those odds. If they play this way and he takes over the starting job, he will get consideration for it because he will be a huge part. Him, Connor Bedard, like Taylor Hall, like those guys, like. This is a talented Blackhawks team, more so than we gave it credit for. I still don't think they're good enough to make the playoffs. Um, I think there's, I think they're a year away for that. I think Connor I Bedard. So. I, I think what's going to end up happening is that uh, they're going to they they insulated him with all of all all of his veteranosity and grit and uh, years and years of experience and. Bedard's going to learn how to lose before he learns how to win here. Um, I love his but, attitude when he does lose. What? I love his attitude when he does lose. Like, yeah. this kid just wants to win. He wants to play hockey. He wants to have fun winning at hockey. And he'll do whatever. Let him do it without doing a Bedard watch every week. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking NHL.com. Oh, my God. And it's, 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 not, it's not some podunk site doing it. It's... Uh, anyway... It's the propaganda arm of of Hockey Canada, <laughs> but it's just it's I I still I still don't think I still don't think they make the playoffs. Obviously, they may be better than we think. They may be better than we think, especially if Soderblom takes that huge step. Um, but but uh, I don't know. What's the highest you could see him finishing? Realistically, not the if everything goes right. Probably fifth. I'll take that. Okay. Because I can see, I can see 
Arizona sliding up a little bit. I can see Nashville getting on a hot streak. I just, I don't, I can't say that for sure because no one's scoring for them. Arizona's not scoring, but they're not giving up goals either. Their goal differential is minus one. Yeah, and they played played some tight games to start, yeah. So their goals against average as a team is two. Think about that. Yeah. They scored five and they've given up six. Not bad. So I can see them overtaking Winnipeg and the Blues. I can see Dallas overtaking Chicago, taking the three spot. Like there's a lot to play there, but Mm -hmm. Chicago looks good. I think we were under, so I think we were underestimating them Mm -hmm. now by how much I'm not sure yet, Mm -hmm. but I don't see them finishing dead last. Like a lot of people have them. Mm -hmm. I also don't know. Nashville might be the team that's digging themselves too much of a hole where they're going to look at it, come partway through the year and go, well, Uh-oh. Fuck, this didn't this didn't go the way we wanted it to. What other changes do we have to make? We're going. Or maybe it did. Or maybe it did. Maybe Trotz Trotz had his had his uh had his observation year, and then it's December, and he goes, "I've observed enough." <laughs> Nashville's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah. Period. End of story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I picked him to make. I picked him to be a surprise to make the playoffs. Uh, I it's not looking oh, good right now. I would I won't be surprised when they don't. <laughs> um, yeah. Actually, what I want to do in this second, almost second half of the show, um, just kind of rapid fire. We'll go through each team real quick, where they are in the division, and and just a quick thought. And I don't want to say prediction because more like a projection. Like Colorado, mm-hmm. they're three and zero right now, first place in the Central. They're not fucking it up. They're Everything's going well. Right yep. They're going to lose a game in the next week or two. People are going to freak out over it, but it's not mm-hmm. the end of the world. Right. Do you see them staying in the one spot all year? Dallas yeah. is going to be right there. Okay. No. So we'll get, we'll get to Dallas in a minute, mm-hmm. but Colorado still solidly in the playoffs for you. Oh, sure. Yeah. They have to be. Yeah. Um, And right now, I'm not really worried about them. I think they'll make a depth move. Again, that's more of a longer-term projection, prediction, whatever you want to call it. Minnesota, second place. Thoughts on the wild so far? Brock Faber. Brock Faber. Brock Faber. They needed somebody. They needed one of those young kids to step up on defense. And, oh, boy, howdy. (laughs) So, Brock Faber is is skating over 23 minutes a night right now still, already. Still, still a playoff team. Yep. Still have them in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think they'll finish in that three spot, though. So I, I think they're shooting a little bit above. But again, you can't really say they're shooting above their means three games into the fucking season. So mm-hmm. I like where they are. They don't need to change a lot either. Third place, Chicago. Right. We just talked about them a little bit. I do see water finding its level. They'll still spot. They'll they'll drop down a little bit. Yeah, they're they're not 
they're not as good as the Dallas Stars. They're not as good as the Minnesota Wild. But no, you know what? No. Given the start that they have, they also have some young players that, again, a Connor Bedard, so on and so forth. If they can start gaining the confidence early in the season, maybe they can finish fourth in the division. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't it is going to be an uphill climb. It is going to be an uphill climb. I don't know if that'll be good enough to to make the playoffs because the Pacific could out, could could give you five teams. Mm-hmm. But right now, if you're Chicago, you take a fourth place finish just out of the playoffs. You do. Yeah. Be a vast uh, improvement. The Dallas Stars. Uh, I'm not worried about them going one zero and one. Still have uh, lost in regulation. <laughs> still haven't lost in regulation. Um, again. Only two games, so very, very small sample size. Hiskinen's a little behind the eight ball, in my opinion. I think Thomas mentioned that on mm-hmm. your show. Yep. Um, but two games in, he'll find his groove. I'm not that worried. Yeah. St. Louis. Somehow middle of the pack. Oh, somehow because they've won game one and they've lost one game in overtime. That's how they're middle of the pack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, still a lot of work to be done and a lot of work to be seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in my opinion, I, I don't know if there's anything that you've seen enough of where you you're ready to just throw your hands up or whatever. They're, but... still, they're still deep on the spine, shallow in the wings, and we're waiting for Bennington's first temper tantrum. So I, I wonder if they could be a sleeper in the Connor Garland sweepstakes. That would that Connor Garland would help because they are also looking to move defensemen too. <laughs> we give everybody no movement clauses. Oh my god. Mm, I hey, but you know what? It's also something that again, three three team deals are, are very, very hard to, to predict. Mm-hmm. But I mean, a lot of teams are looking for defense. Mm-hmm. And other teams may be willing to get involved if let let's pick a guy like a uh, Colton Pareko. I don't think he has a no movement clause or a no trade clause, so I think that's a deal they could look at and just kind of package filler around and make it even and go. Ta-da! But mm-hmm. we know they've Makes already more balance the checkbook, yeah, right. But we know they've already looked at a guy like Tory Krug and he said no. He said no to Philly. He said no to Philly, but mm-hmm. here's the thing. They've already gone to him and said, we want to move you. If you're Tory Krug, how excited are you to stay? Mm-hmm. Now, since you have the no movement clause, you can sit there and go back to him and say, listen, I will waive my no movement clause for these five teams. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, let's say Tory Krug wants to go to, I don't know, pull a team out of a hat, Vegas. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to go to Vegas. Well, Vegas may be looking to shed some other money. Mm-hmm. Tough to do when you have, you know, Tory Krug coming in, but they've also been able to get creative in the past. Mm-hmm. And they have some defensemen that they may be willing to move on from. Tory Krug comes in with term. Again, bullshit hypothetical. Bring in Tory Krug. Now you can ship out a guy like Alec Martinez. He has to prove health first. 
Sure. No. But you're helping Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So they can take him off your books. It, it, it There's ways to work it. Again, I randomly picked Vegas because everybody wants to go there. Crew could say, I want to go back to Boston. And that's it. And now Boston's involved. And who the fuck knows? Mm-hmm. Point is, is I wouldn't be surprised if Connor Garland became a St. Louis Blue because out of nowhere, they had defensemen to give up. Yeah. Winnipeg. Jack. And also, he's instantly in their top six. 100%. And yeah. I mean, yeah. a, a top, I mean, Robert Thomas next to mm-hmm. Connor Garland. That might be fun. That would be fun to watch. Winnipeg. Where are you at with Winnipeg? Not much has changed. Um, you know, improved their death with the PLD deal, uh, but I don't, I don't like them. <laughs> well, now, now what's really his name? Is like there? them? Now, what's his name? Um, not Adrian Kempe, the the one they got, Gabriel. Um. Vallardi, yes, Gabe Vallardi. Be something, be something. He's out for almost six weeks. So there goes their injury. I think it's his knee. Speaking of knee injury, yeah, we had um, poor Kirby Doc. (sighs) Rough go, man. That was that was a that was an awkward hit that he took. But anyway, we're on Winnipeg right now. Downward yeah. slope. Um, I, Rick Bonus is still figuring out the problems, I think. that mm-hmm. I really think so. Arizona. Uptick. Going to be fun. Team, win, are, t- team wins on vibes alone. <laughs> they are trying to turn the Titanic around. Yeah. Um, well, they they already hit the iceberg, but so but they're trying to like. <laughs> well, no, I I mean they are legitimately like they are trying to turn this ship around. They want mm-hmm. to win now. Mm-hmm. They just don't have a lot. Like they they're also a team that I think can be a dark horse buyer if they can get some wins under their belt. Again, mm-hmm. we're three games in. They're one and two. Their goal differential is minus one. Mm-hmm. That can easily change because Logan Cooley is still finding his game. Mm-hmm. This is definitely a building year. Right. Nashville, dead last in the central. Rut row. Yeah, exactly. That is my thought for Nashville. Rut row. But sorrows, sorrows could catch fire. He could. I wonder. I wonder if they look to sell. Who they look to sell is the bigger question, because Soros, as good as he is, mm-hmm. man. If I'm Edmonton, I'm calling every day, <laughs> every fucking day. Because here's the thing: if you're Nashville and you suck, you have a shot at the number one pick. Mm-hmm. And if you have the number one pick come into the organization and you turn your goaltending over to Yaroslav Askarov, you're not that far bad off. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. 
you could take Campbell back in the deal so that you continue to suck and Askarov can stay in the American. There's options. But it, hmm. they also aren't scoring. We got to see what, what's going to happen if Tomasino catches fire, Evangelista catches fire, Novak catches fire. Like those, those guys are all still, I think, trying to click as well. Yeah, they have some good spare parts that can that can put the puck in the net in bursts. But they need to start bursting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Vegas, same thing as Colorado. I'm not that worried about them until they give me a reason to be. They're going to lose a game sometime soon, ish. Defending defending champs until until the universe says otherwise. Vancouver, I. I like what I've seen from Vancouver. Mm -hmm. They need to address the backup goaltending situation still. But I thought, I thought Spencer Martin wasn't a bad pickup, but uh, no, no, no. They have um, Casey DeSmith now. Casey DeSmith, excuse me. Excuse me. Spencer Martin I, went to Columbus. I don't think he was a bad pickup. I just don't think he's good enough. Mm -hmm. They have, as we've talked about, they have too much money on the books. I think Connor Garland could become addition by subtraction for them if they can clear off and get a smaller contract. Yeah. And someone who fits their system a little bit better. But mm -hmm. you know what? You mm. they they could become one of the teams that stays in the top five that helps push the Pacific to get five playoff teams. Mm-hmm. Because I don't see the Kings completely falling off. They are 1-1-1 one, one, and one, along with the Calgary Flames. Mm -hmm. um, I know you're high on the Flames, and I was high on the Kings. Yeah, and I was low on the Kings. You were lower on the Flames. Lower. Yeah. Uh, it looks like we're both right on both. <laughs> they are dead even. Yeah, right. Um. I got to see more than three games from them. Yeah. You know, that's going to be a lot of this. That's going to be a lot of this prognostication. It's like, man, we got to see, we got to see more of a sample size. Goal differential for the Kings is zero. Mm -hmm. So they are legitimately a 500 team right now. They are average. They are the 16th team in, in 32. Yeah. They are the standard line of deviation. They got, they got, they got a, they got a rub from um, certain podcasts that we will not mention of uh, getting picked to win the cup. And the moment I that I heard like that, that, the moment that I heard that, I was like, kiss it off. I don't like the pick. Mm -hmm. I think they're a good team. I I can't wait for Poitra to play against them for Boston personally, mm -hmm. because I think that'll be a nice gauntlet of center depth. To see him against Deneau, Dubois, and Kopitar, I want to mm -hmm. see him face all three of them and how he comes out. Mm -hmm. um, the Calgary Flames, I think they're still sorting things out. They are mm -hmm. just minus two uh, in goal differential, so you're going to see a little bit more from them. The Ducks, I think, are punching above their weight right now in a good way. Mm-hmm. I think we could have a pleasant surprise from the Ducks this year. 
in the fact that they're that they won't be objectively terrible, just regular bad. I think they're going to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Did you see their game the other day? Uh, I think it was against Tampa. I think it was against Carolina. I think Carolina, that's, that's the one. Yeah, mm-hmm. Carolina. Yep, we beat them six to three. Mm-hmm. They put up a six spot on Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Six of their goals came in one. They have seven goals in two games. <laughs> Six of them came in one, yeah. Six of them came in one game. This team is going to be fun to watch. They have a, a zero goal differential, by the way. They've given up seven goals in one in two games. <laughs> <laughs> but three and four. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think... I think Dostal will end up taking over that crease. For um, hot take, for uh, the Ducks' sake, they better hope not. They 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 better hope that you know Gibson plays just well enough to keep the crease, so he can build up his trade value a little more. Oh yes, hundred percent. I yeah. think he still has some trade value. Edmonton, they need a goaltender. That that's that's literally the only thing I can tell you. They need a goaltender. Mm-hmm. Pick up the phone. San Jose, they need a goal scorer. I, I, they need it's, Chris. They need to suck. I know. No, no, Chris. They they don't need anything. <laughs> they are doing they're, exactly they're, what they're supposed to be doing. They're perfect the way they are. They are they they are specifically constructed to suck, blow, and swallow. And you okay, know well, what? They're doing their job. <laughs> so actually, real quick, as we're going through this, um. Logan Couture's name comes up. And earlier today, I forget who I was listening to. Oh, you know what it was? Shout out Ty Anderson, Sports Hub Underground. Mm-hmm. He was talking about Thomas Hurdle. Yeah, that's opening up again. Now, I I don't know how I feel about it because I don't know what they would have to get about. Mm-hmm. Now, here's my question to you from a Boston perspective mm-hmm. is Pavel Zaka a one or two C he's a two C is Matt Poitra a one C we don't know uh, okay is he a future one C we don't know <laughs> I think he could be a very good two C would you rather so have I guess Poitra in a certain circumstance right? he could be a one C would you rather have Poitra or Zaka as your two C if you're Boston uh, right now or just in the future? In the future. I would rather have Patra, knowing that Zaka is versatile. Would you, aside from going through cost, would you entertain bringing in Thomas Hurdle or Logan Couture if you're Boston? I'd entertain it. Depends on the return. Well, it depends on the return. Depends on how much we would have to give up. Uh, depends how much money is being retained by San Jose. Uh, I mean, I'd absolutely, I would absolutely entertain Hurdle. Couture, I'm a little less bullish on. Sure. Um, but Hurdle? Hurdle would probably mean if Mike Greer is smart, which I think he is, Hurdle would probably mean that Patra is a starting point. Yes, and that's why I don't want him. 
Yeah. There you go. I I think what you've seen from Poitras so far is enough to sit there and go, nope, I'll be patient with what I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll be yeah. patient with what I have because I also need to make sure I have developing wingers with them. Mm-hmm. I think you're better off entertaining Connor Garland because you need the winger help. Mm-hmm. Uh, Logan Couture and Thomas Hurdle, they don't play the wing. Mm-hmm. And right now, with the exception of maybe three guys on your team, everybody can play multiple positions. And you need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm and that's not, something that that's something that that's something that Don Sweeney definitely values. Is I'm that not moving Bergeron off the right wing, and I'm not moving Bergeron off the left wing, or um, no. Arshan. Jesus Christ! Teardrop. I know. <laughs> uh, other than that, we all grieve differently. Other than that, there's really nobody else. Like I get it. You want Zaka to be a one or two C. But you know what? He can play the wing. And honestly, if he becomes your two left wing behind Marshan for next year, Quatra is one of your centers. Like, it's not bad. Zaka, Quatra, Pasternak. That's a great mm-hmm. line for next year. Mm-hmm. A hell of a line. Mm-hmm. But. I, I, I mean, if I'm San Jose, I definitely entertain trading those guys. But I, I don't know exactly who may want an 8.137 contract and an 8.0 contract for f- four plus years on both. But this is the same guy who moved on for Brett Burns and Will Eric Carlson. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah. if anybody can do it. Rears the guy. Yeah, but and like, and I think if you're Greer, like I said, I think if you're Greer, um, Tomas Hurdle is going is going to command as he should. He's going to command a hall. And if I'm my Greer, that's my first. That's the first thing I say. It's like, okay, all right, I, I I'm I'm willing to move. I'm willing to listen on Tomas Hurdle. Um, you know, we should look into Hurdle, the Chicago Blackhawks. Two two C two C behind uh, Bedard, Bedard. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so Seattle they need some goal scoring. They need some goaltending. They need some goaltending. I think at some point they'll turn it over to Decord. That will help, Mm -hmm. but not solve everything. They Mm -hmm. still need to score goals. They've got three goals. Mm -hmm. That'll be their demise, And, and and that's to your point that you were talking about their shooting percentage. Yeah. Water finds its level. They'll get some goals because of it, but it, they're back to earth. <coughs> the Metro, Carolina, still a cup contender. Nothing's changed there. Still a cup contender. Rod Brindamore still bitching at every single call, you know. Yep, it's t- typical. Uh, the New York Islanders sit second place. I think they will drop. They've only played two games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorokin. I, I don't even want to say he's making a good case for the Vesna because he's allowed a goal in each game and that's it, which is mm-hmm. fine. It's great, yeah. but yeah. they play two games. Yeah. 
There are no and, awards cases to be made right now. Um, no. no. If you're going to go off of the the three, the two, three, four game sample sizes, the Vesna definitely goes to Blackwood. <laughs> yeah, but that's why it's not decided in four games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> uh, I would, I would, I would have to say Charlie Coyle makes a good case for the heart because that guy on defense playing the PK the way he has. Without him, they're giving up way more shots than they than they do, mm. and a bunch of them are fine in the back of the net. Pittsburgh I mean, Penguins, they're still trying to mesh together. I, mm, do you see them as a playoff team right now? They're above the line. One of two things happens. Actually, both might happen in this scenario. They end up in the playoffs, and Mike Sullivan gets fired. They both could happen. Mm-hmm, uh, sure. New York Rangers. Like tough you said, team earlier, get, tough team to get a handle on right now. Igor Shosturkin needs to play 70 games. They need a backup goaltender. Yeah. Um, Keith Kincaid just passed on waivers. Right. Philadelphia Flyers, ground, grind them in pound game. That's what we were expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, Bleed on the ice. Let them know you're there. Yeah. The New Jersey Devils, um, they could use a little bit better defensive play. But three games in, we'll see what they figure it out. Uh huh. Like no, no one's, no one there is blowing the doors off, but no one's fucking it up that bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington Capitals ship off Darcy Kemper. They're fucking it up that bad over there. Ship off Kemper. Uh, maybe Lindgren instead, depending on what they're willing to give up. Columbus, keep trudging along where you're at. I don't develop, see them, uh, stay in the corner and develop your prospects. Yep, I don't see them turning around all that much. Buffalo dead last in the East. I see them flipping a switch when they start scoring goals. Yep. Uh, Florida, Tampa, I see them pretty much staying on par at least until their injuries heal up. Montreal mm-hmm. will probably slide down a bit. Mm-hmm. Toronto will slide up a bit when they can figure out how to stop the puck from going in their own goal, which they will a little bit here and there. Um, Learn how to clear the net front. That's what they need. They need that desperately right now. You they have could, so many skating defensemen, but you got to do more. You could legitimately see Boston, Ottawa, Toronto, Ta- Detroit as the top four right now. That that's probably where we may be the next time we sit down to record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Right now, though, I still have Boston as the number one team in the Atlantic. I'm not budging from that one okay. at all. Mm-hmm. All right. If you don't like it, puck off. Hockey Podcast Network. I'm in your walls, man. <laughs> we are in DraftKings walls. <laughs>